Hey, everybody. Thank you for downloading an episode, a very special episode on the Chicago Podcast Network. Inex Renos traveled down to the auto show using planes, trains, and automobiles to get there, mainly automobiles because it is the auto show, and had a chance to sit down with the uh, communications and technology director down at the auto show, Mark Bielek. He was kind enough to sit down with me for about 15 minutes and discuss all sorts of things involving the auto show and... Uh, what it's like getting ready for the show, a couple funny stories about it, and really uh, taking a look at how technology is being used with it, and more importantly, just kind of getting ready for the Chicago institution that's been running for over 115 years. I hope you guys enjoy the interview. We will uh, be back rest of the week with a lot of auto show coverage because we are the Chicago Podcast Network. I hope you enjoy, and here we go. Hey, everybody. Thank you for downloading this special edition of the Chicago Podcast Network. I am Nick Sarantos, Editor-in-Chief and host on the Chicago Podcast Network, joined here at McCormick Place by Mark Bielek, the, I'm going to get your title exactly right here, the Senior Director of Communications and Technology. That's a cool title. That's a long title, too. (laughs) You know, it is what it is. Uh, This is a cool experience for me to come down here like the day before and kind of get a look at it as it's all getting set up. And... I know you just ran down to the floor. I was going to ask you, what, what sort of adjustments, what sort of last-minute things are you guys all working on today? Sure. So, you know, right now, it's a pretty cool time down on the show floor because there's all sorts of cars moving in. For the past four days, they've been building things, you know, moving freight around, building walls, putting up scrim, hanging uh, lights, all sorts of things like that. But now the cars are actually coming in, so it's starting to look like an auto show as opposed to just a lot of boxes and a lot of freight all over the place. I I was looking at some of the photos you guys have on your multimedia page, and uh, I've been here for a couple auto shows. I've been here for Comic-Con, a couple other things. It's a different experience to see this place when it's wide open because as big as it feels when you come here, the fake walls and the booths and everything like that make it seem like a lot smaller than it is, but this place is gigantic. Yeah, I mean, we're in a million square feet, and what's really neat this year is we completely reshuffled our show floor. There's only three brands, basically, that are in the same spot that they were last year. So we, we did, you know, we did a couple things to make it easier for shoppers at the show. So, for example, if you're shopping for a, a mid-sized crossover in the, you know, the entry-level range, so you're looking at Hyundais and Kias and Chevys and, and things like that, those brands are kind of all grouped together. So it makes it really easy to shop. Even though it is a million square feet, you don't got to go all over the show floor. We took our test tracks and we grouped them all together as well. So so for people that want to take the test track experience, they can go ride the 75th anniversary Jeep track. They can do Toyota's Blizzard to the Beach track. And then also Chrysler's multi-brand track with uh, Fiats and Chrysler's and Dodges. And, you know, you can get in a Hellcat there. Very and nice. It's kind of neat. Uh, and then we took all our luxury brands and we grouped them together in almost a stadium type setting. So that you can, you know, if you're a luxury brand shopper, you can see the Infiniti, the Mercedes, the Lexus, the Acura, bam, right next to each other. Um, so it's just, I think it's going to be better for attendees of the show. And then we're also seeing just way, way, way more build to our booths. For example, the Honda display has a gigantic video wall. Um, you've got uh, Toyota and Lexus, and you've, all these guys are building things that are now going all the way up to the ceiling, which create a much more inviting display area. Uh, and, and, you know, for, for most people that come to the show that are used to being able to see all the way across the show floor, that's not going to happen anymore. You're going to have to pay a little more attention <laughs> to the map to figure out where you're at and where you're going. 
the the booths to me are one of the coolest things that happen at any show, Comic Con, auto shows, whatever. How much input does the auto show itself have into what goes into a booth, or is it really up to each individual uh, auto manufacturer? So it it is up to what each manufacturer wants to bring, but we do have some rules. For example, if they build a twenty foot wall, they have to have that wall twenty foot. 20 feet in from their display end. Okay. And so that's so they can't just put a wall up to their dis- their competitor. You know, that's just kind of a everybody plays on an equal footing basis. Do you ever but, have any grudges as a result of that? Uh, we absolutely do. Sometimes we'll miss something. You know, we'll think it's a low wall, and all of a sudden it comes in, and it's 20 feet of fabric-covered, you know, wall, and, and now you've got a problem, and we've got to work it out. And that happens every year. I mean, because we're looking at 35 different floor plans, and they're, you know, come in on PDF files, and, you know, sometimes you miss something. But then all also, another rule that we have, which we think is really important to our attendees, is we don't let cars leave the show floor. Okay. So if they bring a car in, it's got to be here from day one till the end. Now, we'll make an exception every now and then. Like, I think this year there's a race car coming in that needs to actually go to a race next oh, following that's awesome. weekend. And so there, what we said is, hey, you can, you can do that. You can bring it in, but we need a, a comparable uh, vehicle to replace it. So basically what they're doing is they're bringing in another race car to replace that car. So, you know, we don't want people that come the first weekend to see something that uh, the they start telling on the second that, weekend can't get a look at. And so they start telling their friends about it right. and they come down to see it and it's not there. Right. And and so, you know, for a vehicle like, like a concept car or something, we would really not let that happen because there's no replacing it. Right. Yeah. Concept cars. I, I, when I was getting ready to come down here, that was the number one thing anyone yeah. I said, like, what would you want to know about? They want to know yeah. about concept cars. Yeah. How long have you been doing this? Uh, I've been in, in here at the auto show here since 2006, so for a while. Okay, so yeah. 10 years, basically. Yeah. In the 10 years that you've been here, have you seen concepts from concept cars now become part of just your everyday driving car? Well, absolutely. I mean, we've seen it uh, more recently than not. So in, in, you know, 20 years ago, concept cars were basically rolling shells. No engine, no interior. Uh, it was it was a, a um, effort by the manufacturers to test what new styling might appeal to consumers. And that has changed completely. Now concept cars are thinly veiled production cars. You know, for example, the Buick Avista, that's a, on a Camaro platform. It's got a motor already. It's got a full interior. Uh, it's ready to go. If, if Buick pulls the trigger on that, they could get it done in two years or less. So uh, we're seeing that Acura for years has done, uh, for the last few years, has done a concept car that basically becomes the next production vehicle in that class. And we're seeing that this year, their Acura Precision is probably going to be the next Acura luxury sedan, their, their flagship sedan, uh, coming up in a couple years. So we've got some great concepts this year. In addition to the Acura and the Buick, Kia's got a great one. Uh, Genesis, which is now Hyundai's luxury brand, has a really cool one. We just found out today, Scion rolled in their really neat crossover concept, which will become a Toyota in a couple years. I have to ask you about this because we do have a lot of nerds listen to the show. <laughs> Are the movie cars still here? Uh, like Volo Auto Museum used to bring down cars. Yeah, Volo, we've worked with Volo in the past. We're not working with them this year. Um, there won't be any crazy movie cars this year. Um, you know, you can still go see those over at Volo, of course. Yeah. But, um, you know, this year, uh, you know, you try and change over the show uh, so that it's not the same thing every year. Of course, the manufacturers bring different things each year, but we have extra spaces that we kind of fill and we put car clubs in there and we try and swap those out so we try and make it a little bit different each year volo will probably come back in a few years you know when when, you know when it's time uh, okay you know 
I was here one year, and they had, uh, it must have been 04 and, or 05 or something like that, but they had Terminator 3 was coming out, and I think Chevy had a deal with them. And so when we went to the auto show floor, they had all of these makeups of all the uh, Terminator yeah, stuff. Yeah, was, uh, it was the uh, Transformers movie. Yeah, okay, the, that's yeah, what it was. it was Bumblebee. They yeah. had a full-size Bumblebee, oh. and then they had the actual Bumblebee car, and it was really cool. And we actually did a time-lapse of them building it. Uh, that year, which was really cool to see how they built it because it was it was 25 feet tall. It was huge, and uh, it was a pretty cool thing. And and now, I mean, you go into that Chevy display this year, they have video walls that are just enormous. It's unbelievable the amount of money that Chevy spends. But really, this is one of Chevrolet's best markets. So they really need to come with their A game every year into Chicago. I mean, they get beat by some other manufacturers in other markets, but not here in Chicago. Chevy drive Chicago. That's right. <laughs> um, I, know, I know you don't have a lot of time today, but there's two things I wanted to really get to you about. Uh, number one, is I read a book recently called Console Wars, and it was about the it was all about conventions and Sega versus Nintendo. And there was a really <laughs> funny story in there that the night that they were going to debut uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, it doesn't really matter. But they at the last minute they realized that nobody had the game, like it just due to nobody paying attention. They, so they had to run all over the convention floor, find the game, get it, and hook it up and show it. Have you in your time here experienced something similar to that, where there's about to be a big event and it's not? quite ready and you're having last minute changes being made i'm just curious it, 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 like a like a chaotic story yeah you know uh, that happens i would say every single year when you know when you're juggling 100 balls you're bound to drop a couple uh and so you know we have a very small team we only have about 10 full-time people that work on the auto show then we hire some additional staff but you know each of us has our own jobs and we try and, and do a great job I, but you're right every year there's a few things but you know, we really work closely with our contractors, with GES, for example, to build our show. And so we can get stuff done very, very quickly here, stuff that you would never even imagine being able to get done. So, you know, in, in my time here, in the last, you know, almost 10 years of shows, I've never seen anything come off where the public perceived it, that it, it was less than it should have been. Now, maybe I know in, in the back of my mind, while we really wanted to do X and Y, and we only got X done. But, uh, you know, nothing that I can think of. I mean, we've had technical glitches. First Look for Charity, for example, we give away a couple cars every year. And a few years ago, we had this idea to put up on the video screens a countdown timer and the, hmm. the ticket and all sorts of things uh, to help people that were at the show understand who was the winning ticket and how much time they had to get to the stage to redeem it. And I remember they put up the clock, and the clock was supposed to start at five minutes, and it started at three minutes. <laughs> so that was a problem. It was like, whoops, how do we fix this? But, you know, in that case, we, we are, we're in a little bit of trouble because we're giving away a car. And if, if we screw that up... And someone comes, you know, we put a three up three minute clock and they come in four minutes. We had a problem because now we've already called another name. So luckily that year it didn't matter. The person was right in front of the stage. They threw their ticket up there and it, it worked out. But, you know, we do have glitches like that that go on all the time. We've, you know, get displays. We've had, you know, in the old days when the lighting was all the uh, traditional, like the incandescent lights, like the bulbs, you know, we used to have in our house, they used to pop all the time and they'd fall and, you know, we'd have to, <laughs> we'd have to, you know, be very careful about that and sensitive. And so people would leave their lights on 
all night long because it when it was when you turned them on that they would pop. So now all the show floor lighting is pretty much LED, which is amazing because they can do crazy things with it. They can move it. They can change colors all by a computer. And so, you know, that's another thing that is different for someone who maybe hasn't come to the show in the last 10 years. The lighting is just so much better. <laughs> Two things before I get out of here. Uh, number one, I want to give you a chance. You're the director of technology as well as communication. Yeah. You guys have an app with the yeah. uh, things. Uh, tell me what's on the – what. Besides the fact that you can win a uh, free car with yeah. it, um, what's on the app that people should download before they come to the show? Right. So, you know, we really want to encourage people to download the app. It's, it's basically their uh, digital companion to the show. And like I mentioned, with the show floor being completely new this year, there's a great map on the, on the app where you can tap on the map, and it will take you to the vehicles that are in each of those displays. So you can say, oh, I heard about that new, you know, I knew, heard about that new Ford. Is it here? And you can tap on the map in the app, and then you can actually see if it's there in the Ford display. Um, so you've got that. You've got a complete schedule of events. You also have uh, a lot of interactivity. So what we've done this year is we allow you to... Um, use your phone as basically a messaging device so that when you walk up to a concept car, for example, you'll get a message that says, hey, do you want more information on this or do you want oh, to enter awesome. a contest? And, you know, you if you want to opt out, no problem. You don't have to do anything. But, you know, it's just another way for our attendees to engage with the show. But it all hinges on them having the app. So what we decided to do is incentivize people with a car. I mean, everyone comes to the show, hey, I want to win a car. Well, here's a way to win a car. Download the app. You know, put in your registration information, and you're entered to win a Buick Encore. So, all right, last question. I know you got to go because you got all sorts <laughs> of fires to put out. Uh, it's been 115 years for the auto show. The website is, is yeah. running that, and it's it's when you think of the idea that this thing started in 1901. Your technology guy, looking forward to the future. What do you hope to get the auto show to technologically? Like, where do you want to be able to interact? The thing with the app, where you can walk up and it just that's. Right. really cool especially with a tech guy like me yeah. but going forward what do you like what sort of things are you hoping to get in the future auto shows well you know i think it just if you look at automotive trends the trends with connectivity in your car uh that's that is just exploding whether it's carplay or android auto or it's a system like intune or mylink at chevrolet and toyota um you know that is really cool because in my mind i mean it, i grew up kind of with cell phones and, you know, that's really your personal uh, information device. It's not just a cell phone. It's got all your contacts in there. It's got all your website bookmarks. It's got, you know, it's, it's mm -hmm. basically what you do. And the more that that can connect with your car, the more that car connects with you. So I'm really excited to see where that goes. At the same time, this autonomous technology, which will be on display here, Volvo's got a car that, that can park itself and can drive on the highway by itself. Um, so we'll have some of those. We'll have some virtual reality glasses uh, that help. will demonstrate that as well um, to see where that goes. And I think, you know, it, in one show in the not-too-distant future, you'll be able to get into a car without a driver and drive around the show floor here in, in, in the Chicago Auto Show because we've got the room to do it. Mark Bielek, thank you so much for sitting down with me today uh, for the Chicago Auto Show podcast. This, this, has been, this has been really nice of you to do. Thank you so very thank you. much. Thanks for having me. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, come down to the auto show. It's running from, I believe, the 13th floor. to the 21st. There it is. Yep. And uh, you can go online, chicagoautoshow.com, I right. believe is the webpage. And it's, uh, it's a 
I can't even describe to you people how awesome this place looks right now, and I can't wait to come back here tomorrow Thanks. and just see the whole way out. Uh, thank you again. All right, thank you. I believe the expression I'm looking for is, uh, we out! six miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. You have been listening to the Chicago Podcast Network.